Yeah, just like that, we're live. Uh, it is the 29th of March, 2022. Another edition of the ABP, the Arms Boom and Light Project, is on the air. All you fine people are listening to us after the fact on Apple Podcasts. I salute you. Thank you for joining the place where Windsor-Essex County comes. Captain. Uh, my name is Arms. If you're just joining us uh, for wherever you are, this is the live broadcast, and we encourage you to comment away here on the Arms Movement Like Project. Love to have that interaction with you as you join this live stream podcast here on Facebook, on Twitter, and live on YouTube. And then don't forget the rebroadcast goes up on my Anchor FM page, and you can also check it out on Apple Podcasts as well. So lots to talk about tonight. We've got uh, an amazing guest, somebody that I had a chance to work with for quite some time back during my CKLW days. Um, somebody who I found not only intelligent, but warm, inviting, and my God, she's a pop culture fiend. By that, I mean she's got her pulse on all sorts of school and probably the best, like one of the best people to follow on Twitter. I kid you not. Um, her tweets are so heartfelt and hilarious quite often. So uh, my guest tonight for season two, episode 13 of the ABP is my good friend, Joanne Sauvé, who is joining us here on the project. What's up? What's up, Arms? Thank you for that intro. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit... Uh, You're verklempt? I'm verklempt, I am. <laughs> my Twitter gets some love. This brings me happiness. It's my favorite platform, so it's a good thing. Thank you for that. Dude, like, no, my God. Like, seriously, though, like, I... <sighs> I am not super active on Twitter, but I, I do tweet, but I start for whatever reason, shame on me. I, I started following you again recently and uh, I love your tweets because my God, sometimes there's so much negativity out there and yours come with such a good local vibe and pulse to what's happening here, not only in the tech sector, because I want to talk to you a little bit about what you do as a kick-ass COO, um, but that sincerity behind the tweets you can pick up on that stuff man when pe people tweet out that's all i gotta say thank you no i enjoy the platform i don't know it's my first go-to in the morning to pick up on my news and see what's going on around the city and i get all my tech talk in and it's just fun it's i think windsor in particular we're a super engaging community right there's a, a big community on the twitter platform itself and it's just a good time all day. So it's a good place. And, and you know, there's enough negativity going on right now. I just, I try to keep my platforms as possible as witty as possible and positive and, you know, save the, the negativity for the, the news resources. And I'll stick to, <laughs> I'll stick to having some humor out there as much as I can. So yeah, it's like save the drama for your mama. As they yes, say, right? yes, please. And thank you. Yeah, dude. So, and, and I call you dude, because like a lot of my guests, You're is funny. Like, I'll have guests who are like, how can I put this? I feel very comfortable with you because, and, and I'm going to be honest, I, I, I pick up on the sincerity and, and I just think that like when you used to do stuff with me on CKLW, I know we'd go into like commercial break and we would like, <laughs> it's a good time. I think for a while that we had you doing some stuff on my noon show, but I just love how genuine you come across. And I think that sort of relationship building that you've done has allowed you to get to this amazing position, which you are rocking at wave direct. So tell me a little bit about like that, that transition from Calcom, which I know has been uh, such a great company for you, but obviously in this awesome role as chief operating officer at, at wave direct. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, I love people. So um, doing the people thing is, is the greatest part of my day and um, getting to, uh, to meet different people uh, through my time at Calcom. That was a blessing. I, I honestly started, I thought my life was going to be in healthcare. I was at Hotel Dew first and foremost when I graduated from the university. Um, and then, you know, a new CEO took over and I was lowest on the totem pole and out the door I went and I had to find employment pretty quick, right? So Calcom, the TELUS world was supposed to be just a stepping stone for me. And I ended up falling in love with technology and the B2B space and working with businesses and kind of getting behind the scenes on everything and, you know, talking to different people day in and day out. And it, it was extremely rewarding for me. Um, and then funny, I, you know, I moved into the role of director and, and of the sales and the marketing side of the business. And I was out in Leamington, Ontario at our Leamington office, just working with a rep uh, January of 2020. 
And, you know, it was her first time getting on the phones and cold calling. And I was sitting with her and I said, just name any company you want to call. I'll do the call for you. And then, you know, you'll do the next view and we'll work through this. So she says, I want to call this company called Wave Direct. They just built this beautiful building on Erie Street. And, you know, I want to I want to get in there and let's see if we can get some Telus products in there. And I said, OK, so pick up the phone guy named Ryan answers the phone. Later do I find out he's the CEO of the company. And yes, he also answered the phone that day. And it was quite funny because, you know, if you've ever cold called in your life, it's it's not the funnest job in the world. But um, he answered. He took the appointment. No problem. You know, we went out to see him two days later. Uh, we closed the deal about four days later. And there you know it. This guy, Ryan, starts reaching out to me and we were talking back and forth for a few months. And, you know, we just had a really great professional connection with one another and we were very much on the same wavelength in a lot of ways and said you know what I'm I'm kind of looking to scale this company up and and I really could use someone like you and and we want to bring you on board to handle our operations moving forward and you know we had talked a lot and it took me a good probably six or seven months to deliberate whether or not I could actually make this jump like TELUS was my home for 18 years I loved my customers I loved the staff I just I loved it and uh I'm you know the start of a pandemic, here I go, I'm, I'm switching companies and taking over, you know, a senior administrative role. It was, it was, it's interesting. <laughs> so here I am. Yeah. Good times. It's been, it's been an experience. I'll tell you that much, but yeah, we had to learn things pretty quick because the, the pandemic wasn't stopping and, you know, sure. the dependency on connectivity went through the roof. So kind of had to jump in both feet. Right. So it's like trial by fire, right? Oh, it's like, I think, I think, Back in 2020, right? It was like everyone sort of was thrown into roles they weren't expecting, right. roles that I think they quickly found what they were made of. And then I think for you being so outgoing and so people oriented, I think that leadership at least was invaluable to the, the team that you were leading, right? Because I think yeah. the pandemic showed and continues to show what real leadership is. Yeah, I people, not on a on a business lens, but certainly from a personal lens. Yeah, it it um it was an experience, right? Because right when March 2020 hit, I was still at Calcom and you remember Kathy and I, we were, you know, kind of yeah. running the show there and and things were, you know, it felt like we were scrambling constantly. We're in meetings seven times a day with our managers, you know, are people supposed to be working through this? Are we supposed to be closing stores? Like, you know, PPE and all these things of we needed masks, we needed, you know, body suits and gloves and all these things. And just everybody felt so unprepared, even from an HR perspective, like, what could we allow who if they went home and didn't come back to work? How do we handle these things? Right. And then um, learned a lot in a very short window of time. So by the time, you know, that was March 2020. And then June 2020, I moved over to Wave, Wave Direct. And, um, you know, it it was, it's, it's a company that's been around celebrating 18 years this year, but you know, a little known company out in the County that is a mastercraft at, at providing internet connectivity to the rural communities. And they excelled. Um, they, but they had, um, I would say a, 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 a rather green team, if you would just green in terms of um, other ways in which to, to run more efficiently, more profitably. And they recognized that and they wanted a little bit more of a, of a, a bench, shall we say. So uh, Ryan took a, a major chance and he doubled our staff in, in a year. Um, and we brought on very, very specialized teams and specialized members um, to help us grow, to help us scale the business from, you know, providing Internet connectivity to the rural community and breaking us into the urban community, you know, launching a brand new IPTV product and getting into a whole other you know, playing field. It was a lot of work and we're still there. Um, but we're, we're transforming the business as best as we can under the circumstances we've been under for the past two years. Right. So a lot of patience, resilience. Well, I was going to say, I mean, for Ryan to double down to where, I mean, you even go back to March, 2020, where that initial wave where I would say a good portion of folks who worked in some sort of office environment or weren't essential workers in the sense of they're dealing with people on a day in and day out basis for essential services are right. sent home. And then we're kind of scrambling, taking our laptops. And it's like, 
man, you go back. I just think about me. It's like, go back to March 2020. It's like, okay, like, and I've considered myself to be pretty tech savvy. It's okay. Like, how are we going to hop on a Zoom call? How does yeah. this work? How does that work? You know, um, you know, half the time you'd be doing, you know, the triple chin as you're holding your phone and trying to do one on a Zoom call. <laughs> exactly. you know, like, hang on. Yeah. You're on mute. You're on mute. John, you're on mute. You know, like that kind of stuff. Can't see you. Yep. Where Can't are you? See yep. you. Mm-hmm. And I think, honestly, can we just say here, it is 2022. Okay. Yeah. I would say 0.0001% people have internet connectivity problems. When you say, oh, something's wrong with my camera, nothing's wrong with your camera. You're just not fully changed yet. That's yep. all. Yep. You know what I mean? Like like you've got pasta sauce all over you and you don't want to be on a conference yep. call if you're working from home. For truth and the struggle is real. And I think the clothes became much more limited and much more lax as the process went on. You know, at the beginning you started with like your suit jacket and you were like, you know, and maybe, maybe a pair of jeans underneath sure. and then six months later it was this is me and that's it and this is how we're doing it and my kids are behind me they're fighting there's you know a leak over here something's exploding over there and it was just you got used to you know meeting all of your the kids which is yeah. very interesting right like you typically unless there's like a company barbecue or something you really don't get to see everybody's families and and you know it, Throughout the past two years, you've met the grandparents, the aunts, the uncles, the kids coming in and out, the, you know, the husbands, the wives. It's been just a, a whole different world and everything became socially acceptable, you know, in a professional capacity. Anything went and you just did what you could to get through. So, yeah. I used and to thank love God that. for the Internet. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, like, I, before I get into, like, home, like my sort of Zoom. Oh, but I, I wanted to talk to you about what Wave Direct has done to set up some of the the folks in the county to really stay connected because that has been crucial, I think, for a lot of areas that may not have the best internet. And in comes Wave Direct at an opportune time, so to speak, to say, "Hey, how can we make this work for folks to keep them connected?" Especially if you know at the beginning of the pandemic, Joanne, when people were checking on their elderly parents or maybe somebody had to work and they were living in Harrow and they didn't do, they were telecommuting to Windsor or wherever, you know what I mean? Like, how did you guys deal with that? It was hard that, you know, you hear that buzz term out there, but it's real is the, the concept of the digital divide, right? Where you've got um, your urban communities, your Windsor, your Toronto, your London's, those, those big hubs where connectivity really isn't a problem. Like you you've got multiple competitors and uh, multiple offerings and packages and solutions for you. But then you come out to, you know, just Essex County as a minimum. And it was humbling for me, you know, I'm coming from the TELUS world where pretty much wherever you're, you had your, your smartphone, it, it worked, there was no problem out to, you know, Leamington, Essex, you know, Kingsville, uh, Harrow. And, you know, we're, 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 we've got our guys hanging off of roofs and barns and, you know, uh, grain feeders hanging, you know, uh, uh, access points trying to get fiber through the air to connect people. I was astonished my first two weeks of being there. I'm like, these guys are crazy. Like they're climbing 300 foot towers and, you know, the wind is insane. It's pouring rain and, and you know, it was welcome to the county, right? Like this is this is rural Internet for you. And um so, you know, the access was a problem for customers. Affordability has been a problem, both urban and rural, you know, uh, tech competency, tech savviness, right? We've got our seniors and our elders who were just so used to, you know, something as basic as coming to the door and knocking to pay their bill with cash every month, right? They're, they're not used to having to do things online or receive a bill. Like it was just, it's a whole different can of worms. So we really had to double down on service and, you know, our installers could no longer go into the homes and engage with customers like they used to. Everything had to be done from outside of the home. So really having to, you know, be forced to improve your communication skills and, and work on really how to, to talk to people um, and get creative in how we help serve. Uh, and all the while, you know, we're trying to break into the urban community. We're trying to, you know, we also offer our fiber fed services into uh, Windsor to Chatham and Kent. We're all over the place. So we were really trying to do two things, you know, break into a brand new market, but also continue to serve and, and, update and maintain the infrastructure to keep those folks out in the the county connected you know to your point like you've got people who maybe live out in harrow but work here in windsor so really you know their internet service at seven o'clock at night till nine o'clock we could handle it but then you know your dependency on the network literally went up by 50 percent. well that changed our infrastructure a bit right so we really had to 
to work hard to, to get everybody as connected as we could and maintain that service at a high quality of service. So it's been a challenging few years. But you guys are kicking ass. I mean, you guys are doing well. I see the posts. I see sort of the team training. I know of several folks who use you guys in the county uh, and they cannot say enough about Wave Direct. Um, so my question to you from a professional lens, like obviously, you know, we talked about the great, I've talked about it on the show many times with the great resignation and sort of the way we rethink work. Um, yeah. I mean, even before we, we came on the air, I, I was saying about sort of some pivots I've made and how I'm primarily a work from home guy now. Um, and I'm out in the community when I need to get out there. Um, I mean, for my personal situation, I've certainly found the benefits of, you know, having that flex time. But I mean, for me, it's like the nine to five does not no longer exists, right? It's yeah. almost like you're just doing the performance, you know, where are you hitting your metrics for that certain project that you're working on? But I don't see what I'm trying to say, Joanne, is like, I don't see this technical digitally driven work process or workflow for folks changing anytime soon. I mean, I got a guy down the street, like we live in Amherstburg, right? I got a guy down the street and him and his wife just moved here from Hamilton. He works for a consulting firm outside of KW. And right. he goes, dude, I, I, I'm there twice, twice every two months. Um, but I do all of my stuff on zoom and I work from home. So that's why we moved to Windsor. Where do, where do we go from a, from an internet standpoint, from like a, from a connectivity standpoint in the next five to 10 years? Like, what do you think we are going to see? I think, you know, there's on, on the wireless side of things there, you know, we're, we're speeding up and accelerating, you know, expansion on the 5G side of things with your major carriers here in Canada on the broadband side, it's continuing to, to invest in infrastructure and fiber underground and continue to put, you know, those access points up and build those towers and continue to keep our rural communities connected just the same. Um, I think, you know, innovation has been accelerated at a speed that none of us can comprehend, right? You know, we've, I remember working at TELUS and we were, you know, talking digital transformation, talking on, you know, adoption of new technology into small and, and medium to large size business. And, and, you know, it was kind of a little bit of a pipe dream, even back in early 2020, the adoption rate was still quite low, right? So, mm -hmm. um, and we saw that change overnight like small businesses had to pivot to stay alive. They had to bring their services online. They had to, you know, augment the way that they were used to doing business. And, and those thoughts of, you know, we don't need to do that just yet. They had to change their tune pretty quick. Right. And I think that the next five to 10 years, hopefully will include, you know, it was a learning experience that the digital world can be overwhelming, but it's worth it. Um, to explore different ways to help, you know, automate your process and drive efficiencies and profitabilities in the business using, you know, digital technology, it's, it's necessary. Um, and to continue down that kind of that forward path and, you know, um, so we're better prepared for the next time, heaven forbid this or something else on a global scale happens, right? Um, it, it's just, I guess, the, the reality of it all. So... Yeah, and I think and, and I think you're 100 percent right. I think that um, you know we we have to stay connected and we should stay connected. But it's it's amazing to again to go back to I know using Zoom. I mean, this program I used for the show is not Zoom, but I mean, back in 2019, I was you know just to kind of put it into sort of the lens that I know, like I was ready to do a podcast in a brick and mortar location, and then I'm yeah. thinking like now here in 2022, I literally come down to my office. Um, I have a decent, I mean, it's not wave direct, but I have decent internet. <laughs> I'm <laughs> my shameless name. plug. You know what I mean? Yeah, there you go. I got to yeah. get some wave direct soon, but yeah. no, um, yes, you I have do. decent we'll, internet. We'll talk. Yeah, yeah we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll and talk. and we'll talk. I hop on my laptop and there's all, you know, I just be able to do the show or like if I've got to take a call, like I, I do the video calls with folks all the time. And like I said, I don't have a nine to five anymore. Like I'll hop on at like eight o'clock at night if I've got a potential donor or somebody wanting to chat or a friend of mine through, you know, through the years saying, Hey, let's talk about, can we make this happen for the society? Yeah. And it's just interesting to me to see that flexibility also comes with a price, right? Is that yeah. you are connected 24 seven. Um, but you, I think that whole concept of work, I think generally speaking is, has allowed people that freedom too. But 
uh, I would say that things are probably doubling down. Like I was in Home Depot a few weeks back and just to see some of these, I know it sounds so stupid, but some of the fridges that are connected to the internet now, oh, it just yeah. like, like not to sound like old man arms, but like, I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> holy cow, like everything's connected now. Yeah, not not everything has to go there. Like not yet. I'm and I'm in this world, and sometimes I'm like, hey, can we just slow down for a second? Like I'm good with my toaster the way it is. I'm I'm good with the old dial on my thermostat right now. I feel like it's doing what it needs to do for me. But yeah, no, the the whole concept of you know like a workforce flexibility and you know remote work and work from home and all of that too. I don't know. I you know we were talking before we got on on live, and and I'm a little bit different in that regard. Like. I just, I've concluded I'm not cut out for it. I, I miss like that human interaction and that office banter. And, you know, those, those moments of sitting in a, in a room together and being able to kind of, you know, map out, you know, uh, conversations together and see one another and that body language and that tone of voice. And I just, I missed it. Right. So every time we had to go into like a work from home model, it was just painful for me. And then to your point, like, I found I was working more, which is odd. Like I, I wouldn't shut it off because then now my laptop is on the kitchen table and I'm in the living room, you know, and I, I'm staring at it and it's nine o'clock, you know, one's watching the hockey game. The other one's playing on a game with his friend. And I'm like, well, why not work? Right. Whereas at work, it would I'd leave my laptop there intentionally. That way it's that that's tomorrow's problem. And I was working a lot more than, than what I, you know, I think I needed to, right? You got to have a little balance in there. So I don't know. I don't know. I might be the anomaly in this, but I like the office. No, I think, I think I, I again, it kind of goes down to like person. I know you were surprised when I, I when we were talking before the show. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know. Like I've been through a lot. You are an lot. extrovert. Like I am. I am. I love people. Don't get me wrong. I love connecting with people, man. When I get out and I meet donors or I'm taking people out to lunch to, for society stuff, or if I'm just, you know, out and about, I love chatting with people, but I've been through a lot of different types of corporate situations and scenarios. And sometimes it just wasn't a fit for me, I guess. I, cause you know me like through the years, I go into Calcom when I was working with you guys, I'd be high-fiving half of you and then yeah, you'd be yeah. joking around about the latest dance on I mean, this is before yeah. TikTok, but we'd be doing stuff, joke around about these different things. And it's like, to me, that's, that's the culture I like to bring. Right. But then sometimes yeah. people are like, Oh, well, like it no. doesn't exist <laughs> in some places. Right. Exactly. And that's, exactly. you know, that's a kicker. So I try like, that's important to us there too. You know, that's really what I love about wave direct is the corporate culture. There is super fun. You know, we've got a, a, a reasonably, you know, diverse team, I will say, in terms of skill sets. And, you know, they represent all different places in the county and the city and uh, different backgrounds and, you know, different education. And it just it's it, the days are just they pass quickly. You know, we we love hanging out with each other. Uh, you know, we do get a lot of work done. Um, but in in the process, there's a lot of fun that goes on. And I think that is kind of the type of environment I'm certainly cut out for. You know, it, if you keep things, you know, super stuffy all day it, I don't know it's just you want to enjoy coming to work you want to enjoy your co-workers and you want to go home at night with a smile on your face and be able to kind of switch gears and not take it all home with you and and I I, I love that about my days um the past two years so I'm, I'm grateful for that for sure I think that's a testament to your leadership and what you bring to the people that work with you too. And speaking of working with folks, I got to give you guys at wave direct a huge shout out because uh, you know, we were talking about, I think this really started a while back because I think you guys were doing some, you're doing some pet features on, on yeah. social. And I know you guys uh, had a really kick-ass story about uh, taking in a stray. Um, and that <laughs> was, all, I love, yeah. I love that stuff. Love it. Yeah. And, yeah. And then you said to me, hey, what do you need at the society? What do you need? And I know you guys are going to be showing up later on this week, hopefully with something for our awesome intake team that really see the the best and sometimes the worst of, you know, animals that come in that certainly need our help. Yeah. So the Humane Society, I know you and I had talked about it. The Humane Society was in need of, you know, uh, um, some new tech, some new equipment to to help 
support the you know animal intake initiatives and the programs and the the services that you're providing and the tools that you're using. So uh, we went ahead and did what we do, and we love to gift uh, our our local you know nonprofits and organizations that could use our help. And uh, we're going to hook you guys up with uh, a beautiful Intel uh, laptop. Uh, it's quite nice. I'm excited to pick it up. Uh, it's not ready yet, but uh, I think it'll be ready tomorrow or Thursday. So we'll certainly hook up and we'll bring it out to you guys. And if you need any help on the setup, we can do that too. But, uh, you know, keep you connected and keep your programs going and going, working successfully. That's what we want. So especially coming out of, like I said, the past two years, you know, I'm on two boards in the city with Women of Windsor and Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Windsor, Essex. And I think everybody's struggling, you know, everybody's looking for ways to to get back on their feet. Uh, hopefully, you know, this is amazing and, and it's possible. Um, so if there's something small we could do to help you guys out, we're happy to do it. So I hope it'll help. It's going to help huge. And, and Laura says that is amazing. And when you said that, I was talking to our executive director, Melanie uh, Coulter, and she was so happy because, yeah, we yeah. have, um, we're kind of segueing back into slowly bringing people back into the shelter um actually there's when you guys come by there's a really cool program i just launched it's tip tap it's like these little i can't really it's like a hockey puck but then instead of giving like coin boxes you just tap your debit card and oh, there's like five dollar okay. ten dollar denominations yeah. so uh ottawa humane society does it and i like totally rip them off anytime <laughs> so again i see i'm Perfect. like this program is working for you we're gonna do it here don't right? reinvent well, the wheel if it works take it. it that's it we'll just put a little bit more flash on it yeah that's yeah all. Collaboration um, is key, Arm. So that's it. <laughs> but no, I was telling Melanie about it, and it's huge because you know we're really trying to emphasize that customer service lens, right? And we want yeah. people to know that you know the tagline I've been using for a lot of our marketing has been like second chances happen here. And I think oh, part wow. of that is not only our 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 pets, it's our people who make it happen, and the people who support us, and what really is collectively our passion, which is yeah. you know the well being of animals. So, anyways, on on behalf of all of us, I know we'll do the 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 you know give you guys a quick tour later on this week and all that kind of stuff yes. but just seriously you guys are awesome and thank you so much from everybody it, it, it goes a long way i'm bringing uh the marketing folks in our mini cooper and lydia is like a dog lover it's she's oh on gosh. our marketing you'll get to meet her so as long as she and the rest of us get to play with the animals for a little bit we'll take a, a brief work break oh, yeah. roll around on the floor and then uh, <laughs> maybe grab a lunch in windsor and then we'll head back to the county so thank you for providing that for us We'll take done it. and done. Uh, Laura says you need a kitten. Oh, I have a kitty. I have a kitty. She's upstairs right now, and her name is Kitty. So, and she is the most beloved cat in the neighborhood. So, she is one strange bird, but she is she's a good time up there. So, yes, I am a cat lover myself. Not dogs. I don't know. I just when it's wet outside, and then they come in the house, it kills me. But love to play with them until it rains. So, it's my thoughts. We were going back and forth, like my wife and I, about. You know, we've got a couple of things obviously on the horizon coming. Um, but <laughs> Leo, I know, just having another kid, you know, it's just something, you no know, big deal. It's no big weeks, deal. Yeah. It's another person yeah. I'm in charge of and responsible <laughs> for. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Right. But um, yeah. Liam was saying to me the other day, Dad, because my, my, my sister in law has a cat. Um, and when we go see her in Dearborn, Michigan, uh, she's in the States, uh, he loves her. Her cat Sophie is the most gentle cat ever. And I, I love both cats and dogs. We don't have any pets currently. But Carrie goes to me and my wife, she's like, do you think that you'll get, do you think maybe one day we will? And I'm like, yeah, maybe. I said, you know, when, when the little one, the little one that's coming is older then and Liam's a little bit older, older too. Like I want to teach him about responsibility and all that. But yeah, um, you know, I think I love dogs. I love cats. If it was up to me, I think we would have one of each, but maybe we'll get there one day. Yeah, Liam's at the perfect age right now where like the cat is the ideal animal because usually cats tend to have a little bit more resilience and grit to their, their personalities. I remember my mind when like we got her, she was, I don't know, five weeks old and oh, like they would, you know, they're picking her up, her tail, her legs. And I'm like, oh God, but the cat just loves them. So, you know, she's, she's been around for six, she'll be seven this year. So as soon as you can get one, start with a bird arms, do something, you know, small fish, something, you know, something warm, tiny, you know, warm him into something in the house that he has to keep an eye on and can't, can't really be too aggressive with. Right. So that's it. <laughs> he's pretty gentle. Like our Liam's, I mean, although I, so, I will say this, he's really into 
um, he has like his thing of the week. I'm sure with your kids had the same thing too, where they were like into something for like two months and then nothing. Still do. Um, yeah. <laughs> Liam's was Spider-Man and he still likes Spider-Man, but now he's like been playing the old school Nintendo with me. So oh. now he's like right into Mega Man and like that old game from Nintendo from 1980. So we play it on my old Nintendo in my little man cave and that's all he runs around like shooting and yeah. jumping and it's like, Oh my God. But outside of that, he's a pretty gentle kid. That's good. That's good. I think mine, one, the youngest, he's 11. He's still in the Fortnite phase. And I, oh, and the older one is just, he's NHL uh, on his PS5, or he's just straight NHL on the TV or baseball, which I, I, I would rather watch paint dry. And there are so many games in the major league baseball season that it's just, it's too much, but you know, mama boys, I guess is part of the deal. So you're going to have one of each. So you're going to get a little bit of both, which is beautiful. So yeah, lucky you. I'm, we're excited. I, I think it's, um, you know, it's going to be a big change. And um, I think it's, it's, it's a blessing. Like I said to Carrie, I go, you know, we had him it's like i think we can handle anything at this point so yeah you know sure. just take it a day at a time but um my god uh we got to talk about this i know uh by the way folks <laughs> folks who want to find out a little bit more about wave direct um i'm going to post a link if you're listening to this after the fact uh in the show notes so you can find out more about uh whether or not your internet is working for you especially if you're in the county as well and maybe give joanne and her team a call uh great folks to deal with as well uh my god I didn't watch the Oscars this year up until Twitter blew up and I wanted to get into a deep dive with you on this. Cause there's so much to talk about. Um, Cause everybody's talking about it. Uh, yeah. What the hell happened? It was... I mean, I have my theories, I have my ideas, but let's talk about Will Smith, Jada Smith, um, and Chris Rock. I'm scared. I was watching, I have a guilty pleasure in life. Um, I was finishing Too Hot to Handle um, on Netflix. It, mm -hmm. It's so good. I don't change my mind. Um, sometimes you need <laughs> mindlessness to get through like the days. Um, sure. And I thought I just finished the last episode and I, you know, it's like, I don't know, 20 after 10, like it's not time for bed yet. And then I flick on the Oscars. I forgot they were on. And, you know, I'm, I'm a Twilight fan, too. I'm just going to embarrass myself publicly right now. And so Kristen Stewart, who played Bella in the Twilight Saga, was nominated okay. for Best Actress this year for her role in Spencer, which I watched on the airplane on my way to Cuba two weeks ago for March break. So I was all in it. And and I thought this was a joke. Like, right. I, you know, he made his comment and I actually have kind of followed a little along with like Red Table with Jada Smith. And, you know, sometimes she has her, I'm a, I'm a fan of the hip hop world and, you know, the whole her and August Alsina thing and all that. Like there's so much going on there. She's Tupac's former girlfriend. So it's just, I've always I've followed her since uh, her days. Um, what was the show she was on after the Cosby show? Um, oh, she geez. didn't mention that, but uh, um, a different world. Yes. Different Thank world. Yep. And I loved her. So anyway, um, and I thought he was joking. And so I know, you know, she's got some, some health issues with alopecia and she had just recently kind of somewhat gone public with having to shave her head. And, you know, that's gotta be overwhelming for anybody. It's, you know, we're, we live in a difficult world, right? Unfortunately, in the age of social media, where, you know, the likes, the comments, the shares, it all counts, unfortunately, and shouldn't, but, um, you know, she made a public appearance on the world's largest red carpet stage and, I kind of was not a fan of the fact that Chris Rock went in, you know, he went in with the dig and it wasn't, I don't know. Do I agree with Will Smith punching or slapping him? Absolutely not. Like we, we never go that road. I, I don't think violence is ever the answer, but um, to stand up for her. Absolutely. I, I, I had no qualms about him. You know, could he have handled it a little bit differently? Yes. But to sit back and, let that one slide. I don't know. And yes, I get that Chris Rock is a comedian, but at what point, you know, our, our boundaries, like there's gotta be those no goes, right. And, and ripping on somebody who has publicly been battling with, you know, a health challenge, that's a no go. And he should know better after being a seasoned comedian. So I, I don't know. I know a lot of people were like, absolutely not. You never do that. And I said, I get it. I get it. Never should have, never should have hit him. But to not say anything, I, I, I don't think, no, I'm glad he did. So. Okay. So. 
There's a lot I, to I, that one. It's a big answer. No, I like it. I like it because I think this is like a, an onion. There's different layers yes. to this whole thing. So yes. my wife, Carrie, is like right into the Red Table Talk. She yeah. follows Will and Jada yep. on Instagram. Yep. TikTok. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like Jada in Matrix, the original stuff, not the new one that just came out, but the original stuff yeah. when she was in it. And uh, I liked Will Ferrell. Uh, Will Ferrell. I do love Will Ferrell, but Will Smith's yeah, um, yeah. Uh, stuff in the 90s. I like, I really like Chris Rock. I think Chris Rock is hilarious. You too. Yes. Here's my thing. Okay. You're right about the social media thing. And they put, they put themselves out there huge. Yeah. Right. I mean, she had Will on the red table talk, talking about the whole thing with her son's friend and her hooking up with him uh -huh. and they have an open marriage and, I'm not, hey man, whatever floats your it boat. It is what it is. It is what it is. I agree. Yep. Okay. When Chris Rock comes out, and 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 I think there's some personal issues between Chris Rock. I mean, it stems back to I think I was reading on on vanity.com, vanityfair.com, that there were some words like they made a joke about how Will Smith was. Oscars, hashtag Oscar so white, and 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 Jada was there in lieu of Will, and then Chris made a comment. Yeah, you're yep. you know you'd never be here because nobody would invite you anyways. And uh, people hold on to that kind of stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. My thing is okay. Yeah, if he didn't know that she was suffering from alopecia, then oh, because that's what you know they claim that he didn't know. And when they went through the rehearsals, he that joke was not in the script. Okay. Okay. He says it. Is it a terrible joke? No. No. Is it is it a joke that kind of got groans? Absolutely. I am going to compare Chris Rock to Ricky Gervais when Ricky Gervais is at the Golden Globes. That man will eviscerate anyone in the audience. Like yeah. he was making comments about Felicity Huffman. He's like, oh, I drove her in the limo today and I thought Felicity Huffman made my license plate because she's in the slammer, right? Right, right, right. And it's just like, <laughs> everybody's like, oh my God, right? Yeah. But nobody's running up and slapping Ricky Gervais in the face yet, right? Right. So he says this, Chris Rock, it's it's not the best joke. Maybe it went too far. Will, they pan to Will, Will's laughing. And then they pan to Jada and she's, ticked right yeah and then he comes up and five fingers to the face slap yeah yeah right and if you freeze okay so there's so many layers here right so i've actually gone like i think there's a few of us and i'm not a conspiracy now <laughs> i was gonna say that this is playing the conspiracy theory yeah i've read right? all that too yep the because okay, we'll get into that mm -hmm. let's let's put that on the shelf for now okay yeah yep. so he gets so even if it's not and he's like expecting okay what's well done and he's like holy shit, like, what just happened I will give it to Chris Rock because he could have just eviscerated him. Yeah. Uh, like roasted him, but he didn't. Took the high road. Yep. And when I watched it back, he looked genuinely, he was shocked. Shocked. Yeah. I don't think Will, they could have panned to Will. Will could have had like a dirty look on his face. And then when he won the Oscar, get to the stage and then make a comment about how much his wife has supported him and then how proud he is about her battling alopecia. And yeah. nobody would have like remembered this. They would have just highlighted, oh, Will, Will Smith won his first Oscar because he went up and slapped him. Yeah. Everything he's done has been tainted because you're, everything is so divided. Right. And then he goes up and he does like the kind of apology, but not and how he's a vessel. And it just, I don't know, for me, I was watching that part. Cause I was like, Oh, Twitter was on fire. And I'm like, I'm oh, like, Oh God, yeah. I gotta, I, I gotta yeah. watch this. And Joanne, I'm like, ah, just like, just bow out at this point and just say, yeah, I'm sorry, Chris, man, that was bad. And then that's it. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. Like it went too far. There's no yeah. question. Uh, what I, the principle of it um, to stand up for her, I, I will I will not back down. I, I believe, you know, there's maybe that's a personal thing for me. I've there's sure you know, I've, I've been referred to. I don't know how many times. Oh, you're so strong. You're so this. You're so that. And, you know, I've been I've been through some things. Right. And and sure. sometimes it's you're not strong because you want to be you're in positions because you have to be right so every so often it's nice to have someone hold you up when you really don't feel like it 
And, it, you know, you're, you know what it feels like to be on the receiving end of something that is a little bit, you know, tough to the tummy. And in that case, I get it. Again, you kind of, you, you ask for it almost when you, you're in this world of Hollywood and, you know, the, the comedians are up there to do their job. They're there to dig. They're there to get a laugh. They're there to get the ratings up. Um, but I think the principle of the matter of, you know, someone hurt her and put her in a position to be publicly ashamed and embarrassed um, in, in a time in her life where she's been quite public about something she's been dealing with. And mm -hmm. he said what he said, do I think it could have been handled much differently? Yes. But what I do defend is the principle of standing up for her. And I think, you know, as I've always said, even to my boys, when, you know, we live in a world, unfortunately, where, you know, bullying's a thing and it's getting a lot easier with these black mirrors in everybody's hands, right? Your smartphones and you've got your yeah. keyboard warriors feeling that they can say or do whatever they want online anymore. And it comes without repercussion or consequence. And, oh, yeah. and it's, it's not okay. And it, it's, it's easier for people to not even feel compelled to, to help or to step in anymore because you're not even facing each other. Right. And it's just, I have a, a thing with, that and I don't like it. I don't like bullying. I don't like going at no. people when they're vulnerable. I don't. I don't think it's necessary. I don't find it funny. And in this case, like I said, it was was it like a terrible joke? No, but he knew what he was doing and he knew what he was getting after. And just not the not the venue. That's all. But it is what it is. He apologized. I don't. I don't know if that makes it better or not. But it was a pretty solid apology, in my opinion. You know, she's spoken publicly, and I guess. You know, we just move on. There are bigger issues in the world right now. This is certainly oh, consumed sure. social media for 48 hours. 48 hours. Right. But yeah. And it's know. just like everywhere. Right. But then. OK. So. OK. <clears throat> so my question is on the conspiracy front on this. <laughs> A part of me is starting to lean that way, too. Eh? The more right? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, yeah. right. Like, and I'm not like drinking yeah. the Kool-Aid here, my friend. Oh, but I am saying yeah, the this. Okay. up. You just said even too. I said it too before we even started this whole conversation about the Smiths and Chris Rock. I wasn't watching the Oscars. You didn't even know they were on. No. Right? No. So, and I actually saw a, a reputable news source. They said that the, the ratings dropped 50%. And then there was, uh, since last year to this year, because like movie going has been kind of like weird because of the pandemic, right? Yeah. So I remember the director of the Oscar program saying how much of a challenge it was because he wanted to speed up the whole process about who was winning awards and all that kind of stuff. My God, any press is good. Any press is good press. And world talking about something that I love movies. I know you love movies too. Mm. You're pumped about the Top Gun trailer. I saw yes. that. It's going to be kick-ass, by the Absolutely. way. Um, but I think how we consume movies and the whole moving experience and this is a whole nother nutshell for another time. Like, you know, you've got these guys like Martin Scorsese, who I adore, saying these Marvel superhero films are not film. They're not cinema. They're amusement park rides. Okay. You may have that opinion, but they're putting asses in seats and Absolutely. they're bringing in tons of money. And they so, bring joy. It's, it's, a, it's telling a story and to an audience right? that wants it. Yeah. So with that, with the Oscars, it's like, what a brilliant way if this was a because if you look right, Chris Rock kind of leans in. Yeah, he like winces right? almost before. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, right. Do you see the breakdown meme? Yeah, and it's like it it goes through, and I'm like, why am I spending five minutes on this right now? On my life, I'm not going to get back, but I need to see it. I need to, you know, I need to see it. So I, I am the same way too because it's like, you know, I'm watching it and I'm like, man, everybody's talking about it, and then like, here's my thing. Where is, where was the security, right? So there, that's yeah. a two-prong thing, right? Because if like that was anybody else, okay, security would have rushed that stage like you would not believe. But maybe because it was Will Smith and he's A-list royalty, yeah. Yeah. they didn't. Or maybe there's a producer in their earpiece saying, just let her roll. This is great, right? This is ratings through the roof. But to me, it was like almost surreal, you know, yeah. like just to see it go down in real time. Uh, what is her name? Um, I'm just reading Melissa's comment and, you know, the, it's so true. Um, you know, there were so many moments that were overshadowed shadowed by this and the frustrating part. And, and maybe I'm the one only you know soul out there that thinks this way. But again, it's like everybody's looking at the reaction and judging the reaction. And it's valid. Right. It was inappropriate and unnecessary. Um 
but I don't hear much talk about the instigation of it all, right? I don't hear much talk about, you know, what kind of spurred all of this and, and all of them, the two of them together are, are wrong, frankly, and how it was all, how it all went down. Sure. Um, and, and it really took away from, you know, a pretty great night, you know, he, he, you know, playing the role that he did with the Williams family and having their whole family there present for that. And he actually won the award and, you know, nobody's talking about that. It's, it's all about this, you know, there were some other really, you know, epic performances that, that won awards this year and movies that, you know, after two years of crappiness, you know, in, in the world, let people get back into the theaters and enjoy entertainment again. And now this is all everybody's talking about. Right. And it's just, I don't know. To, to right, let's distill it down, right? And and if the comment wasn't said, we wouldn't all be here talking about it today. So I think they both made a really poor choice and it just sucks. And I hope that, you know, Will Smith is a fantastic actor. I've loved him since, you know, I'm a Fresh Prince fan through and through. Um, you know, DJ Jazzy Jeff and all the rap right. tunes. Like I'm, I'm sure. right there. I'm in it. And, and you know, it's it's a shame if his career ends because of this. It's a shame if, you know, two brilliant actors in Hollywood that people have come to love and their movies and their talent and their comedy, you know, are, are now kind of battling each other every time they're out somewhere. It's, oh, I don't, we don't need any more of that. So I would say like for Chris Rock, like a lot of the things I've read online, like, you know, on Reddit, right. Who's Reddit generally seems to be very pro Chris Rock. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, and I just find it funny again, not to go down the rabbit hole, but he's got a brand new tour. That's yeah. going to be launching. And now people are saying that they will pay, name your price. If he, because he restrained himself after the slap and instead of in, eviscerating, because what Will Ferrell said, or Will Ferrell, I keep calling Will Ferrell. I got to watch some Will Ferrell. Will Smith said <laughs> when he sat down after he slapped uh, Chris Rock, he's going to get your, my wife's name out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you watch the clip, like the unedited stuff, because I know the North American feed, they kind of dumped out a bit. Yeah, but then yeah. like. Japan, the Australia, and Australia feeds, like, just just ran it, right? Yeah. yeah, like you're getting the raw. Yeah, and he's like, I you could see him like clench his fist, like Chris Rock, right? Yeah, and then he's like, I could, mm, like he was like he would because these comedians, especially like somebody like Chris Rock, like they're sharp, man. Yeah, like, they deal oh, yeah. with hecklers all the time, so right. he could probably could have eviscerated him, chose not to, and now I think from a business perspective. Like, again, these people are going to line up to be like, even Netflix, just start throwing money at him. This is the guy, his whole special could be like, Will Smith slapped the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. people are going to sign and and watch it to get his take on everything that had happened. So I think from a business standpoint, I think, and, and very much, I think Will Smith too will do well from this. So I think mm. there's some, I mean, if it is like a whole conspiracy thing, there's some very calculated moves here that have happened. Yeah. Well, uh, the lesson learned, violence isn't the answer. And, you know, just know when it's the right time to to say things and when it's just sometimes it's just not. Keep it to yourself and all hopefully will be right with the world. Like, that's how I feel. And all this. But I do have to ask you, I don't want to run out of time. No. As I said, I'm a Twilight fan. I'm going to embarrass yes. myself again. I also have a massive crush on Robert Pattinson since day one. Yeah, former Edward Cullen from the Twilight series, who now is playing the Batman. And I just need to know. I, I know you're like a diehard fan. I need to see it, but I'm, I'm like, not a, like, I, I, you know, I have boys in the whole comic world and I just, I was scared that he was going to bomb. And then there's going to be more negative comments on what a bad actor he is. And I love him and I couldn't deal with that. So please help me. Okay. So I take off Funk my glasses. All of that. No, like, honestly, I take off my glasses and I told you like, uh, if people have been watching the show, like I said, we're like, I think totally, I think 55 episodes in yeah, since we yeah. started last May. And I always say to people, like, when you say run out of time, I am going to have you back on. So just FYI. Oh, okay. Um, yay. Okay. Love you. So I was, when they first announced uh, Pattinson, I, I take it to the Heath Ledger side of things, right? When they right, first right. announced Heath Ledger as the Joker back in 2006, 2007, I was like, oh, man. Like the guy from Knight's Tale, okay, blew me away in the theater. Love yeah. him, right? To me, yeah. he was at that point was the quintessential Joker. Okay. Pat, I had that same kind of lens going into this with Batman. I was worried because DC as a whole, as a company, isn't as well thought out in terms of their story planning arcs like Marvel is. 
right, so they've right. made a lot of pivots, right? They had um, Ben Affleck as Batman for a while, and yeah. then he kind of said, I'm done with this. And I liked Ben Affleck's Batman, right? I thought he was gritty. He was like a veteran. So this is kind of like Batman in his second year. So he's still Batman, but he's not quite the Batman yeah. we know yet. He killed it. Did Best he? Batman. Okay. Best yeah. Batman and Bruce Wayne. Because it's two in the same. Yes, right? yes, you get to yes. play two characters. Yes. Best Batman and best Bruce Wayne. Like, I left the theater. Everybody who was in that film, from Colin Farrell's got to get an Oscar for The Penguin because it's he's that freaking good. Paul Dano as the Riddler was amazing. Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman. And I, but Zoe Kravitz, amazing. John Turturro was Carmine Falcone. It was just chilling. Like, the whole movie from start to finish was yeah. the Batman film I, I always knew I wanted, but I never knew that they could pull off in the theater. There and if they go everywhere now, yeah, this excites me. Yeah. It's good. It's like, it's like, I was trying to say, Kara Kara's like, it looks dark. It's not like a Mar Marvel film. Cause she didn't go with me. I went with two of my buddies on two separate yeah. occasions. Right. <laughs> no, honestly, like I brought my one buddy, Paul and him Great. and I did yeah. like the fourth and we're doing this in the theater. Like, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like they got the seats. Like it was like a Disney ride. It was insane. And then I went with my buddy, Jeff and we were both like, Jeff was like, dude, I got goosebumps after leaving. If they're doing this and the plan I think is to roll out a whole universe around Pattinson, then you know what? Take my money. Take okay. my money. It's dude. It's so good. It's, and it's, Take just, mine it's a, too. And I haven't even seen it. I just want to support his career. So this excites me. I can't so even believe on, you know, a public forum. I've just basically let out my deepest, darkest infatuations for, you know, the Twilight Saga and their lead character who played a vampire. It's, you know what? You know, all of I'm them okay in Twilight that. are doing some crazy stuff, right? Like, yes, uh, yes. You know, like you said, Kristen Stewart's doing really well in Hollywood. And like Robert Pattinson, like he did some stuff with Willem Dafoe in a black and white movie. Yes, yes. Um, the Lighthouse, I think it's called. Yes. Yes. Um, and that was just so good too. So. And I read Cosmopolis, the book, like years and years and years ago. And oh my gosh, Lydia, speaking of the dog lover, um, <laughs> chimes in. Um, hi, Lydia. Uh, but yeah, no, he's uh, Cosmopolis was a fantastic book. It's just really like, like a mind mess, um, very deep and dark. And he just killed it. And I, you know, like it's a shame because he comes, he's been so judged i think based off of kind of that quirkiness of the whole twilight saga and you know every movie had a different director producer so it had a different feel and you know he wasn't very consistent as a character through each he had to play it a different way because he was being guided a different way right and i think he, he got a bad rap and so now when i saw he was cast as batman and a few of the guys i used to work with i don't know if you remember bobby uh oh, yeah. like the immediate comments that i saw on, on facebook as soon as he was cast and then but he won't tell me like he posted like he's blown away by it on his facebook and i said like tell me about him and he's like you have to go see it and i will let you be yeah. the judge of it and i'm like i can't i can't live in that type of world just tell me so but i'm glad you liked it you brought me happiness tonight so i will actually, get tickets and i will go you have to go see it in the theater and spend the extra bucks for um at devonshire mall well freaking silver city don't get me started but yeah devonshire mall they've got the the seats where they like they shake and stuff right like yeah. and they rev back and and so i brought my buddy paul to do it and we're we went on like a weekday at like two in the afternoon yeah and it was and we were like man this is a great like when they do the batmobile scene when they actually show pattinson's batmobile it's like you're on a freaking disney ride it's oh. awesome like yeah, okay. the rumbling of the I'll engine the and yeah colin farrell's whole look like they show the look in the trailer where the penguin's kind of looking at the screen like the, it's just yeah, I'm like, in it. Honestly, probably one of my best films, like my favorite films in the last like 10 years. It's that good. I'm in it. You sold me. You sold me. Gotta go so see thanks it. for I love that whole pop culture moment we just had there. That's we haven't even What's got about? into Kanye and Pete and like there's so we'll much that time. we can talk about. Like we have some time because I gotta get your 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 thoughts on on Kanye and Pete. And because my wife, you know, Carrie, she's a huge Kardashian fan. She follows them, she loves Kim, she she's excited for the new show. Uh I'll watch it out of uh admiration for my wife um and it is what it is i think they're brilliant marketers i will say this but this whole thing going on with kanye kim pete davidson i like pete davidson think he's a funny dude um like what the hell right I don't like know. your thoughts on I everything just, that's going on i've been a kanye fan like from day one college dropout it's he's brilliant brilliant game changer in hip-hop i can't i can't 
I can't. Um, so I just recently watched uh, Genius on Netflix. If you haven't watched it yet, it's the Kanye documentary from like the start all the way through to Rockefeller Records, et cetera, et cetera. It was fantastic. Um, I I I kind of love Kanye and Kim, you know, the Kimye. I loved it. I was a fan. I also love Pete Davidson, uh, SNL. He is probably one of the funniest. Uh, he did a fantastic job a few years ago on the Justin Bieber roast on Comedy Central. I don't know if you watched that, uh, but he was kind of new to the game and he he like, he did it well. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Like I've been through a divorce myself. So I feel like Kanye and Kim are like done and Kanye needs to now just take some time, you know, and deal with that out of the public eye and not maybe do or say some of the things that he's been doing uh, as she's trying to be happy again. I don't know. I am not a Kardashian fan. <laughs> I know that the, the show itself was produced some very good one-liners and very good memes. You'll often see my Kim K crying meme being used across <laughs> social media platforms because that's literally how I feel some days. Um, and I think it's most representative of me, but um I don't know. I just, I think he needs to take some time to, to just be out of the public eye and come back to what he does and just rap produce and do his music and put his mind into a, a, a better, safer place than I think where he's at right now. And, um, you know, and just let Kim do her thing. You know, I don't know. The Kardashian sisters seem to be all about their bad boys right now and, you know, let it happen. So I'm living for it, all of it. So just keep it coming. That's, I say pop culture, like, you, you know, when you have a, some stressful days and a little bit of weight on your shoulders at times, it's just good to be able to sit down and watch mindlessness watch and out. read mindlessness and, and take it all in. And Lydia, who you see common, she's a, on our marketing team. She's hilarious. I call her my magical millennial. And she's like, she's in it like all the pop culture stuff. So I feel very inferior now going there because I used to be like top of my game for that type of stuff. Like us weekly magazine, all my follow, like I knew what was going on and she puts me to shame. So um, without her, I am nothing, but those are my, those are my thoughts on, on ye. Now ye, he's no longer Kanye. So, yeah, you know, I, I feel like the Kardashians specifically Kim, I mean, Kanye has done some incredible stuff for music um, yeah. and he's a very talented individual, but I also understand that he deals with a lot of things. Yes. And I feel like the Kardashians were able to put a good, not a lid on it, but they were able to kind of help him deal with that. And yeah. when you have those mental wellness challenges or, or, or the Absolutely. mental illness, yeah. it for the person supporting that person, it can be exhausting yeah. not having that connection to say, listen, I can be there for you and I can support you, but you're going to have to, at some point you're filling that person's cup up and you've got nothing left for your own cup. You for know? Sure. So for sure. I feel like, and then on top of that with the kids too, and she's doing all the stuff that she's doing. So I just, I guess the biggest thing with me is like when Connie starts calling out Pete Davidson and Pete seems like a pretty standard guy yeah. in the sense that he just wants best for Kim and be, you know, there was those leaked texts that I saw yeah. Um, with him and him back and forth, it's like Pete did you know, well. Pete tricky. did well, you know. He, yeah. he 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 kept it classy, and that's. But I agree. I know. You know. I think Kanye's been pretty public about mental health struggles, and you know, you wish him well. You you know, he's a, again, he's a talented artist. He's brought you know music to the world that many have never heard or seen. His style is so unique, and. You know, I'm I'm a fan, and you want him healthy so he can keep doing it, right? And and that's that's it. So t take a step back and get yourself to a, a good place, and and you know, let Kim do what Kim does, which is what Chris be. Jenner tells her to do anyway. So you know, we're Chris Kardashian, her mother. So <laughs> that's right. She is she is her her product. So that is it. But. Listen, before I wrap it up here, I wanted to talk to you a little about something I know that you're so incredibly passionate about. And I think we both share a, uh, a flag-waving passion for this region and YQG in general. Um, you know, Windsor's taken its hits over the years, right? I think mm -hmm. even when you and I used to do our experts on call and stuff, the framework about what this region has to offer to light. Um, you know, I, I was saying to somebody the other day, I go, there's people down the street from me that are you know, from, from Hamilton that have moved here from Hamilton because they've got a better yeah. quality of life and they're doing the whole telecommuting thing. How do you feel about Windsor as a whole and, and, and maybe framing it around some of those bigger announcements that have come down the pipe? We've got the new hospital that's coming. We've got, 
um, the battery plant, which was huge. Mm -hmm. I don't think people, I, I think people get it, but I don't think people get it when it comes to yeah. what's coming down the pipeline. Yeah, no, I, uh, I go back to my old TELUS days and, you know, we'd have our, our senior leaders coming down from Toronto. And the one thing I always used to hear after they'd come out of meetings and, and conversations that we'd have with local businesses is, wow, like this is different down here, eh? Like, it's just, it's different. It's like family down here. Like everybody kind of talks to everybody. And, you know, we, as a, as a rep in the business world for so long to be able to make those connections between, you know, a, a automotive parts manufacturer and a public sector organization, or, you know, a, a logistics uh, transportation company and, you know, a, a local education institution, like things like this don't happen outside of this region for some reason, but there's a little sense of family here and, and protectiveness over, over what we've built and what we hope to continue to build and grow from. So, you know, I'm, I'm ecstatic about the recent announcement for, you know, Stellantis and LG partnership, that's $5 billion, you know, in this community, that's, that's big dollars for a community of our size. Um, 2,500 jobs, you know, like I'm coming from a Chrysler family, my dad, my, my mom, my sister and I both worked as students there. Um, you know, the, our whole family is tied to Chrysler in some way and things are getting pretty scary, you know, with the loss of, you know, the, another shift and, you know, what does that mean for all the feeder plants? And, and, and we have so much tied to automotive in our city that we have to start you know, from an economic development perspective, expanding outside of that. And I think, you know, although this still ties somewhat to automotive, um, it's a different type of technology, right? We're working ourselves towards that automobility capital and that's exciting for us. So I'm looking forward to, to what that does and what that brings and, and what type of innovation we can produce out of there and how that's going to make us better. Um, you know, we work, uh, we're working very closely um, with the, uh, the, the, Peely Island announcement for fiber over to Peely Island. That's going to be, you know, again, kind of history in the making to, to be providing fiber over to, uh, to Peely Island with our partners over at, at Gosfield. And, you know, there's just so much going on right now. And, and it, it's nice to see and feel after two really ugh, years for everybody, yeah, right? Absolutely. The new hospital, if that ever happens, like, let's be excited about it. And, you know, um, I saw today uh, before we, we close out that I guess the city of Windsor is having some trouble finding, uh, you know, student work for the parks, uh, the lifeguards for like summer help and things like that where, you know, we've got the jobs. Like, let's get our young folks out there and, and experiencing things and, and learning new things and ways in which to do business and yeah. meet new people and get people back out again. I think we're in this comfortable position of being at home now. And, you know, if we work as a community to get people back out and engaged again, the, oh, the damage we can do, right? The positive damage that we could do. So looking forward to it. I agree with you 100%. I think, um, I think people have to, should realize that, you know, I mean, I, I, I was so happy to hear about the battery plant. I mean, I posted oh, yeah. about it on Facebook when, you know, uh, I think it was the Associated Press had the the, the first um, inkling on this happening. Yeah. I just, I, I go into it with somewhat cautious trepidation. I know they did, they, they do the big hoopla and the, yeah. the press release and, you know, the, all that kind of stuff. And I want it to happen. I, I do not like, listen, if this Absolutely. is 5 billion, great. Take I go it. <laughs> back to exactly right. I go back to when I was in media um, back in 2010. They did something similar, although smaller, sm much smaller announcement. But they were touting this region for wind turbines and solar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember and, that. Yeah. And it was yeah. like, this is going to save Windsor. This is how we're going to do it. My God, it's going to be amazing. And, you know, it is what it is. But uh, I mean, I used to, when I used to be out on the roads in the mornings for, for radio, you'd always see like, you know, OPP are slowing down because they have the big pieces yeah. of the winter mine going yeah. out to wherever. Kind of just, pardon my language, crap the bed. Um, yeah. You know, CS Wind kind of shut down there off the East Road Expressway. So I know very different because I've got a lot of friends in the business community who are sort of, you know, from a corporate standpoint saying, you know, a lot of their business models are going to be pivoting around these EV charging stations that are going to yeah. come down the pipe quicker than we know. And so I, I, I think it's good and I think it's going to happen. It just, I, I had that cautious trepidation to say that, man, this region needs it. We can do it. I know we can do it, but I almost want to see it get it done ASAP. 
Yeah. Um, what are they you know, saying? So 2024, 25? Like, yeah. Yeah. 2024, 2025, which that whole area, like Tecumseh, Windsor is just going to, like, this whole area is going to blow up in a good way, but that area is just going to pop. You've got the new hospital, you've got the battery plant. It's going to be huge. And I think you're going to see a lot more people from London all the way up to GTA start to go, hmm, Windsor. Popping down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I really think yeah. that. So I hope. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to our future. I just, you know, I keep things positive. I keep the motivation alive uh, for Windsor Essex, Chatham Kent. We Our region is smart. It's talented. It's you know, witty. We are uh, collaborative. We're innovative. We're we're a great group of people down here. I'm going to toot all of our horns. We're passionate and we love we love our community. And I just hope for the best at all times because we're all parents here too. And we want this to be a place where, you know, our, our kids can live and grow and love and be happy. So I'm in it. Well, you've made me very happy spending an hour of your precious time with me tonight on the show. I'm going to ask you to come back probably in the summer. So if you have some time, we can do this Let's whole do virtual this. thing. And yes, you're amazing. Sure. So I Thank appreciate you. you more than you're, you know. Yeah, and I appreciate you, Arm. So thanks for coming back into this world and putting the spotlight back on our community. I think on behalf of literally all of us in the, in the business world in Windsor-Essex, we appreciate you. So best of luck to you and can't wait to hear the news about the new baby and uh yeah all the best but we'll see you this week anyway we'll do the laptop drop off and and we'll take a tour and have some fun with the animals god bless you thanks joanne yes, i appreciate it too. give my best to everybody okay bud we'll do we'll do have a great thank one. thank you so much uh she is just an amazing guest right uh just uh amazing lady with a big heart and uh doing some amazing things for keeping people connected here in the windsor essex area um, we really, really appreciate Joanne's time. Um, Melissa saying, Hey, can't wait for the next episode. Joanne is a rock star. Yeah, I think so too. Always huge respect for her during our days working together at CKLW and, um, obviously wave direct thought so too, hiring her on as the chief operating officer for wave direct. So she had mentioned, uh, thank you, Melissa. Good luck with the new baby. Yeah. We'll be here before you know it. She had mentioned some really cool stuff that's happening on Pele Island, Pele Island getting connected to some high-speed internet courtesy of WaveDirect. So that's some pretty big announcement for that municipality and the folks who live on Pelee Island too. So that announcement uh, in terms of what's happening with that expected over the next little bit as well. And uh, yeah, just great chat with her. So you can find out more. You can Google WaveDirect or follow her on Twitter too. She's always got some uh, pretty awesome stuff to talk about over the uh, course of a day, Joanne and her team at uh, WaveDirect. So that's going to do it for this edition of the project. Don't forget, we are brewing good news here on the program. We have season two mugs that are available for sale right now with 100% of the proceeds going to the Windsor-Essex County Humane Society and the Ronald McDonald House at Met Hospital. Uh, my friends, Glenn and Kim at the Hag Shop, Hag Customs, they are making these mugs for us and uh, they are fantastic to deal with. They're good partners of mine. So if you want to find out more information on how to get your hands on the highly collectible dishwasher and uh, microwave safe mugs with this show's logo, you can contact me directly here on Facebook, or you can search Hag Customs, H-A-G Customs on Facebook and contact the good folks at Hag to get your mug today. That's going to do it for this edition of the Arms Movement Like Project. Thanks for watching. We're back again live next Tuesday with another episode. Take care.